Hey, I'd like to welcome you to Mariners Community Church, and Happy Easter to all of you. My name's Paul, and I'm the lead pastor here at Mariners. I normally say uh, you chose to be here when you could be doing lots of other things right now, but you're thinking, I've been in the house so long, I've got absolutely nothing else to do but watch this. Saturday, I was so bored in my garage that I actually, believe it or not, I sharpened the blade on my lawnmower, and I figure as long as I'm sharpening the blade, I might as well clean my lawnmower, and I then said as long as I'm cleaning my lawnmower, I might as well wax my lawnmower. So that was my sat Saturday. Hey, things are different. Things are particularly really different in, in this room. Um, what the church family did for me, and I, and I, and I love this, I've been kind of going crazy at home, not seeing people and not connecting with, with church family. I really love you guys, and it's been hard not to see you all. And so they asked the church to send in pics, and they taped them to the back of the chairs. And so right now, as I would be looking across the room, I'm actually seeing the faces of the people in our church family. And, and they're really great. I came in, actually, first time I saw it, and I, and I, and I lost it. I, I actually got all... all all teared up because I miss you guys so much. Now, now, what's great about these pictures is I'm looking now at, at the different faces on, on the chairs is they're all smiling. In fact, when I talk, not a single one of them will fall asleep, all except this guy. Hey, how different are things? Um, if you have, would have told me a year ago that Easter 2020 I'd be recording in an empty room, I would have thought maybe somehow the zombie apocalypse did really happen. Another thing that is different is that maybe your reasons for watching this are different than last year. Maybe the usual is what you have always been doing on Sundays, which has been Easter Sundays, which is coming here and then going home and eating ham, and somehow ham and church seems to go together on Easter. But maybe this time it's a little bit different. Maybe this time there's just a little bit more anxiety in your life. There's a little bit more unsettledness as you are celebrating this Easter. And, and you would like more peace and maybe a little bit more stability. Um, and you want to make sense of all of this. I, I, I get that. In fact, we all get that. And we all want the peace that comes with what God can do. And that's what I want to spend a few minutes talking about this Easter. Would you just take a moment and pray with me, please? God, right now, I would, I would ask that you just give me the words to share and that we would have the hearts to receive what you would want us to hear. And so bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. So during this whole thing that's been going on, I, I, I do get questions. I get all kinds of questions from people. Questions like, are, are these the end times? Uh, is this God's punishment on the world? I've gotten such questions as, is, is maybe God is, God, is God mad at me? And from all you Tiger King fans, do you think Carol Baskin fed her husband to the lions? Hey, it's Easter. And Easter is the reality that we have a God who wins this thing, who overcomes everything, and who joins us together with him in Jesus Christ. The Bible says this, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, which is, which is pretty fantastic. 
exactly as I was writing this, a friend texted me, and, and I had been complaining about how bad my day was going. And, and he said to me, quit complaining. Remember what Jesus went through. And the reality of that is he beat this. He beat death. As we sang the song, the end is written. It, it's over. It's complete. Our whole faith is based on Jesus overcoming the grave. I mean, Jesus, on the third day, on Easter Sunday, a long time ago, he broke out of the tomb. And in order to prove that death is defeated, it, it, it's beaten up. And we have now a, a life-giving hope because of what Jesus did. Easter is a big deal because the brokenness between us and God can be dealt with. Jesus Christ paid the price for our sin and our lives. And because of this, we have a real relationship with God. Great verse in the Bible that says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? We say, wait, all things? I mean, ev everything? And, and you're thinking, well, right now I'm kind of stuck at home and I'm stuffing down Oreos and I got to wear, you know, masks and I got to wear gloves and I can't find toilet paper in the stores when I, when I go. And so we do want to ask legitimately, okay, God, what are you doing? What are you doing in this world? What are you doing in my life? What are you doing in me and to me in this time? I believe that God is always doing probably a thousand things in my life. In fact, I would say that God is always doing more like a hundred thousand things in my life. And usually I'm only aware of one or two. Hundreds of thousands of things God is always doing in your life and in my life. And, and, and if we're lucky, we're aware of maybe only a couple. God is shaping, God is molding, God is doing things. I think that's true for all of us. And God who loves you is working all kinds of things, all kinds of things, thousands of things, and we're only aware of a few. Sarah Bournes recently wrote a poem, and it's called, and it's very pertinent, it's called, We've All Been Exposed. And it says this, we've all been exposed, not necessarily to the virus, maybe, who even knows? We've all been exposed by the virus. Corona is exposing us, exposing our weak sides, exposing our dark sides, exposing what normally lays far beneath the surface of our souls, hidden by the invisible masks we wear. Corona is peeling back our layers, tearing down our walls, revealing our illusions, leveling our best laid plans. Corona is exposing the gods we worship, our health, our hurry, our sense of security, our favorite lies, our secret lusts, our misplaced trust. Corona is calling everything into question. Corona is exposing me. My mindless numbing, my endless scrolling, my careless words, my fragile nerves. We've all been exposed, our junk laid bare, our fears made known, the band-aid torn, the masquerade done, so what now? What's left? And then she writes what Corona reveals. God can heal. So 
how am I being exposed? And, and how does God at Easter help me with all those things that all of a sudden are being exposed in my life? How does that work and, and what's going on? How am I being exposed? And here are some things that God is exposing in our lives. First of all, our values. Our values are being exposed. For some reason, Vacasa Vacation Home Rental thinks all I have to do is sit around and dream about vacation homes around the world. In fact, I'm doing that a lot now. But, but anyway, they think that I'm doing that all the time. And they sent me this email with a virtual 3D tour of some of their homes that they have. And it, and it said this, all, all laid out for me in this beautiful e- email. If you can't be there in person, at least experience it where you are. Coast of Spain, and an oceanfront villa in Belize, an Italian country estate. And I'm thinking, what are you guys talking about? You know, I'm in sweats and not shaving. I haven't showered in a couple days. And I can experience these places, you know, experience it at home. And I thought, this is really stupid. Until one was an 8,500 square foot home in a place in Idaho called Fish Haven. And I actually did take a look at that one. Levi's sent me an email that said, look good on video conferencing. And they had pictures of impossibly good-looking models that would look good dumpster diving. And stuck in place and people getting sick, all of a sudden, these emails grow kind of dim, don't they? I mean, all of a sudden, you think about looking, looking good on teleconferencing doesn't matter so much when you know people that are really sick and all of a sudden a vacation home or a villa in, in Italy doesn't seem so enticing right now when you're worried about your family. The Bible says this, what's more I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Not only, not, not, not only are my values being exposed, but my reality is being exposed. And, and what I mean by reality, and you're thinking, oh no, he's going to get metaphysical. Don't, don't worry, I'm not. When I see reality, I, I'm talking about what is really real to us in times like this. Those things that, that become very, very close and very real in our lives what's important, and what really matters to me. God is forcing that issue now. People are real. We miss those connections. Your family's real. God is real. Jesus is real. Your soul is real. The cross is real. Faith is real. Life and death, they're real. Heaven is real. Eternity is real. And understand, it's such a gift when God brings us to these moments when we really have to look at those things that matter. My reality is all of a sudden being exposed. Right before all this hit, we asked some people in our church family to share a a bit about their reality in their life. 
Jesus in, in their life. And, and you're going to see a, a, a video of them talk about their old life. And then they're going to be talking about the new life that God brings. Let's watch. My name is Sophia. I am seven years old. I am in first grade. Mi nombre es Merced Solis. Katarina Ellie. My reality is being exposed. My values are being exposed. The last thing I'd like to share is God's love for me is being exposed. It's being revealed. How's this for a verse? It says, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? That's in the Bible in Romans chapter 8. And, and go online, read the 8th chapter of the book of Romans. It's filled with incredible things that, that drive this hope and give us the victory through these things. It goes on and says this, God who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? I, I know that God is in charge of this, and he has this incredible love for us. He, he proved it on Good Friday when his son died on the cross to pay for the wrongs that I did. And if he didn't hold back Jesus, then he can work here, and he can work now, and he can work in your life, and he can work in you, and he can work to you. I, I, I think it's kind of interesting and, and cool that kind of the whole coronavirus thing is, is peaking right now, and so, so it's peaking at Easter time, and so Easter and coronavirus all kind of coincide. In fact, Easter and coronavirus and you all kind of coincide right, right now. You're watching this, and you're going through this, and all of a sudden seeing that there's a God who brought, brings us face to face with ourselves and our reality and our God. Um, I think he's saying, now's a good time to take stock of who I am to you. One last verse, and then I'm about done. It says this, and we know that in all things, all things, in everything, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. I love this. I, I love this verse. I love it because it's such a fantastic promise that God is working for good. For good. My, my part is to love him. His part is to say, of all the things that are going on in this world, all the things that are going around in your life, all these things that are happening, all the things that are being exposed and revealed, I'm working for what? I'm working for good. My part, my part is to love him. What's God doing? Maybe kicking away the props of our lives. You know, those those fake things that, that, that hold us up, or at least we think they hold us up, when we know they really don't. And that's good. 
when this kind of stuff is being kicked away, that's good. Because God is a, what kind of a father? He's a good, good father. And maybe this whole coronavirus thing is causing you to ask questions you've never asked before about life and God, and that's good. He's a good father, and what corona is revealing, God can be healing. I'm going to pray in a second, and, and I'm going to have you just kind of ask the question and maybe even ask it to God. God, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Reveal to me that, what you're doing in my life. Because I think God is bringing you to a place right now where a lot of things are being revealed, exposed. And maybe some of those things that you thought were solid, they're just not. And all of a sudden you're faced with more fears and, and insecurities and, and doubts. So go to the place where you will find the one who gives you the strength, the one who's conquered death, the one who promises good when you love him. The living Jesus invites you to come if you're tired or hungry or hurting or frightened. He invites you to come. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, God of, of the universe, who put everything in place, all the stars. You call them by name, and if you can call them by name, you can call me by name, and you know the fears and the anxieties in my heart, challenges I face. God, you know the frustrations of this whole staying-at-home stuff and the fears we have and the jobs we've lost and the people we haven't seen and You know. And Father, you are now revealing areas where we can come to you for help and hope, for strength and comfort, for peace. Father, I would believe that there are those that are watching this, listening to this right now, that have not just simply felt frightened, but also have been reluctant to come to you and trust. And they're at the point in their lives where they're saying, I can't do this anymore on my own. I need it. I need a higher power who's God, who's Jesus Christ. And maybe that's your prayer. Maybe your prayer on this Easter 2020, in the midst of all this craziness, is God, come order my life up. Help my life become everything that it needs to be. I'm now trusting that the cross of Jesus reconciles me, makes me right with you because Jesus died for me. And So fill me with your love. Fill me with your forgiveness. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name.